You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Shout out to all pharmacy owners out there, your champions of your community during this pandemic. Your pharmacy is more important than ever before. There's a product out there I'd like you to take a look at. I'm talking about the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack. For the same copay for your patients as pen needles alone, the UltiGuard Safe Pack provides 100 premium pen needles and a sharps container all in one. When pharmacies dispense the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, they see consistently higher revenue and higher margins. Check this product out today and let us know what you think. Go to www.ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. That's ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. You can get a free sample pack on the website. Thanks for all you do as frontline healthcare providers. And thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Corpreneur Podcast. I'm Ann Arvizu, and I'm inviting you to hop on the fast track from corporate to freedom. Freedom. Executive experience combined with the mindset of successful entrepreneurship will leave you unstoppable. Unstoppable. This content will help you become centered, open, resilient, and energized. Energized. So you can build your business, balance your life, and leave your legacy. Ready to unleash your core power? Let's go. Welcome back, my core-powered entrepreneurial friends. You are going to love this episode. My guest today is my friend and colleague, Mayoshia Boykins-Anderson. But before I dive into some stellar background on her, I want to take a minute to acknowledge and thank those who have been leaving me these amazing and wonderful reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really touches my heart. It fuels me. It keeps me going. So thank you. This week, my shout outs are to Monkeys. And thank you very much, Monkeys. He or she wrote, Anne shares her knowledge, experience, and insights in a clear and understandable way. Listening to her stories and the stories of her guests is inspirational and motivating, not only for women, but for all. Thank you, Monkey. Really appreciate your words. You touched my heart. And to Jamie Elizabeth Kindred. Thank you. She wrote, exactly what I need. I want to transition from healthcare to entrepreneurship and start my own laboratory. I'm not ready yet, but I will be listening. The checklist is really helpful. I will use it to plan my exit strategy and business launch. Way to go, Jamie. That's what I created that tool for. It's a free tool. You can get it on my website. And as you know, you're already on our list. And because you know that you're on my list, if you don't hear from us, doesn't mean you can't email us anytime if we could be of service to you or if one of our programs or coaching packages, anything could be something that will help you. I'd love to help have either me or one of my coaches come alongside of you. So thank you very much. And I know that you can do it. If you can dream it, you can do it. I also want to thank everyone who's listening across the globe. Oh my gosh. Thousands of downloads so far in 30 countries across planet earth and the show continues to grow. It is such an honor to know where this broadcast is going. 
You are all in my thoughts and in my heart for so much success, happiness, and fulfillment. So thank you and keep listening and keep being inspired. I've also gotten a couple of different people that said, please, can you tell me how I can actually leave a review? And so, yes, it's easy to do, but you just have to know where to go. So on your podcast app, on your phone or tablet, under shows, you'll find the Corpreneur Show if you're subscribed. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can search for the show by name and then subscribe. From there, you just click on the show icon and you'll see the page at the very bottom of the screen. It'll say library right in the show. It'll say library and it'll be that page with all of the episodes in it where you can scroll down and see the episodes. At the bottom of that page, you scroll all the way down and you'll see the words tap to rate. You'll see the little five stars just waiting to be filled in. And if you feel that this podcast is something that really is a five-star podcast, then go ahead and give me your best rating and review. It's pretty easy. You just need to be on the right page. And below that, you'll see the words, leave a review. And then you can put in your real name. And also Apple iTunes lets you choose like a pet name or nickname, if you will. I can't thank you enough for your continued support of this podcast and your rating and review. It means so much to me. So now let's really get into the meat of today. Oh my gosh, let me give you some background. One of the reasons I have created the Corpreneur Podcast is to provide you with an inspirational, educational, and creative sanctuary that you can listen to on your way to work or just in a commute because now right now you can't go to work. But of course, many people who are frontline healthcare workers are still going to work. So this is really for you. If you're a worn out executive, you're a worn out leader, and you're a healthcare professional, like many of my listeners across the globe, and my colleagues here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, or maybe you're an entrepreneur or others that just have a business idea. Maybe you have some kind of a dream that you'd like to see come to fruition, but you could use a little bit of guidance and some tactical knowledge in how to make that happen. Maybe you have a small business already or a entrepreneurial endeavor and you envision change, maybe right within your present job situation. I know when I was a corporate executive, I had all these projects in mind that I think I could love to see come to pass, but you have to be entrepreneurial in order to get funding and backing for those types of projects. So in this episode, you'll learn that in any industry, it can be done. I'm a pharmacist. I've spent over 23 years in and in service to the biotech and pharma industry as a medical affairs leader and subject matter expert. I had my first entrepreneurial ideations, if you will, in 1999. That was back while I was working as a clinical scientist at SmithKline Beecham. I loved that job. I loved it. I really would never have left it, but I just had these ideas of this thing I wanted to create. And fast forward, I have officially been an entrepreneur since 2004 when I founded my first company, RXER Communications, as sort of a side gig, if you will, while I was working, just to kind of flesh out the ideas that really had been downloaded in my head. And I was finishing my doctoral degree and I was getting involved in a relationship and planning a wedding. Like all that seems so crazy 
that all that stuff was going on at the same time. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And now I've been a global executive in the Fortune 500 world, as well as a successful entrepreneur. And because people trust me and rely on me as their mentor, their guide, their coach, I get two questions all the time from people that linked in with me, and then they text me a message. And they're usually pharmacists, physicians, and sometimes other healthcare professionals who are tired of what they're doing and they're ready for change. Most of the people that approach me are women, but not exclusively. And these are the two burning questions I get. And how can I, as a healthcare professional, get off of this monotonous hospital or medical or pharmacy work treadmill and break into the pharmaceutical industry? Like I could do so much more as a scientist if I was in biopharma or working on gene therapy. And then once people are in the biopharma industry, (laughs) I get this question probably about 80% of the time. And how can I leave bureaucratic big pharma or that too much, too fast, all the time startup biotech that I work for now and create a consulting firm like you did with RxCR Communications? So essentially, all roads sort of lead to the entrepreneurship question. So I am asked about entrepreneurism because a lot of my biotech clients have to do more with less because they're stuck in small companies that don't know what good looks like. They don't understand how to expand their teams. And it's very hard to do business cases to the C-suite. And that's what I do to help them. They have to be very entrepreneurial executives. I will tackle the difference between entrepreneurship and entrepreneurism on another podcast because that's going to be a great topic. But by now, you know, if you've been around my world or if you've downloaded our corporate to freedom checklist, I am a business advisor and my short answer always comes in the form of a question back to the person. So I will ask them, what does this change mean to you? Does it mean fulfillment? Is that what you are after? Um, Because before you quit your day job, let's try to define what that means to you. What's missing inside? Is it security? Is it more fulfilled self-expression of your scientific knowledge or these ideas you have that you want to see them manifest and actually be brought as a solution to the world or to you? Maybe it's a vitamin supplement you want to create, etc. Is it self-fulfillment? Is it respect? Is it a book you want to write? Let that question hang in the air as you answer it for yourself today. Now you can lean in and listen to today's guest because she is going to show us what is possible. No matter your background, color, gender, age, preferences, marital status, your ideas are possible. This is the place to let any hindrances or labels go. Today, there's nothing holding you back from your ideas, but you, if you can dream it, you really can do it. In my mind, it kind of goes like this, work, pray, love, wash, rinse, repeat. A rising tide, as they say, will lift all boats. And my guest today is a powerful rising tide. And her name again is Myosia Boykins Anderson. 
From the moment we connected at a meeting in Arizona last year, she was bubbly, inviting, warm, and funny. And she was a hugger, and I always end up with the huggers because I'm a hugger. And yes, that was before all of us extroverts were, you know, freaked out before this COVID-19 because we can't hug anyone and we can't go to the meetings. But regardless of the weather or virus forecast, Moyoshia is a true encourager. That's her gift. I called it out. She confirmed it. She said, that is who I am at my core. That's why she's a corepreneur. You're going to love her story as much as I do because Myoshia is truly living the American dream. As a native Houstonian and a proud graduate of Jack Yates Senior High, Myoshia has seen life's difficult times, but she didn't let any of them stop her for striving for a better future. In November 1998, when I was graduating pharmacy school with my second degree, she was starting her first company with no savings and no college degree, and she grew it to multi-six figures within a year. After taking the lessons learned from that experience, even back then, she launched her second company in January of 2009. Myoshia is now the award-winning founder and CEO of one of the leading IT consulting companies in the U.S. called And Tech Solutions. Over the past 11 years, under Mayoshia's leadership, her company has grown into a multi-seven-figure consulting firm providing custom application development and other technology services to some of the top U.S. health plan organizations. They've implemented health plans responsible for managing over 56 million members across 25 states and more and consulted with small businesses to help meet their tech challenges. Myoshia and her husband are parents to two adult children and are based in Houston, Texas. She'll talk today about a secret room she has in her lake house and why it's so important to her. You're going to love that part of the story. Here's what's crazy to me. When I go back and I listen to my very first episode, number one, the very first episode, if you've heard that one, if you haven't, go back and listen. We'll post the, the link of it below in the show notes. I talked in that show about the intersection of ideas. In this episode, I have to point out that there's not just a right intersection for ideas, but a right timing for those ideas and even the people in your life. The parallels of numbers and dates between us are just a little crazy, maybe a little freaky, just makes you wonder, makes you think. My 22-year journey in the pharma industry, you know, turning into 23 years this year, later in September, Myoshia's 22, going on 23-year journey in IT and entrepreneurship, my 11-year journey with the idea download that I got and creation of the core method, her pivotal last 11-year trajectory of putting her company to rest a while, and then the months of persistence nine months to be exact, to the signing of her first deal. And then, of course, that divine number seven. Listen for it, enjoy this episode, and be inspired. Welcome, Myoshia, to the Corpreneur Podcast. I am so excited for our conversation today. I am excited to be here. Thank you and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. 
I think that our listeners just heard the most stellar introduction about you today. But I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself first. I want you to go back to those humble beginnings because I know you as a friend, as a fellow entrepreneur, as a potential business partner for my future, for your future, things that we've talked about in the past. But I know your story of starting your company with only $75. I also know who you are today as a multi-million dollar mogul in the IT space and coming from the types of backgrounds that we come from in such hard industries, such male-dominated industries. Your story is an inspiration and I want it to be an inspiration to our speakers today. So why don't you go through those beginnings of when you started your job to where you are now. Wow. Okay, we'll do this. We'll go back to October 1997. Mm. (laughs) October 1997, I am a single parent with the world's most amazing five-year-old daughter, and I'm working a job. I am working as an account manager at a legal integration company. And I really felt like this was like the job for me. I didn't have any savings, so I was still living paycheck to paycheck, but it was my arrived job, right? So I'm working, moving back to Houston. I had lived in DC for just a couple of years and this company moved me back to Houston, which is where I am originally born and raised from. So. I'm working there October, November is good. The holidays Hmm. have come. January has come and it is February now, 1998. I am in the office and my manager who officed in Dallas, Texas, walked in the door and it startled me because I didn't know she was coming. She greeted me that morning and she immediately said, I hate to tell you this, but we've decided to close the office. Wow. It hit me literally, as the phrase goes, like a ton of bricks. But I thought, well, you know, typically when companies say they're going to close the office, it's it probably takes them a while, right? A couple of of months, maybe to transition or, you know, whatever. And she said today, they were closing the office today. I remember literally having to excuse myself to go to the ladies' room, and I bawled. I literally bawled, and I was just asking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't have, like, anything. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have a savings. I'm trying to raise my daughter. My rent is due every month, and the car note is due every month. What am I going to do? But I immediately got off of that floor, because I was literally on the floor at this point. I got off the floor, (laughs) straightened my face up. My eyes were, you know, red, but I straightened my face and I went back in the office and I just sucked it up and I was prepared to grab my purse and I was going to not have a job after that day. So she asked me if I would help her clean up the office. And I just took that as another slap in the face. But I did that. I I helped her clean the office. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about all of my clients that I was going to be leaving, right? So 
So my first order of business, of course, was to go find another job. But I determined that day, literally that day, that no one would ever be able to put me in that position again. Yes. It was literally born in that moment Mm -hmm. of being devastated by the news that someone else delivered to me. Yeah. But I determined in that moment that I was not going to allow that to happen to me again. So I'll talk about a few lessons I've learned along the way. That was the first lesson was I recognized and not necessarily immediately, but I recognized the opportunity in that crisis, right? Because what happened was I went out and found another job because I knew I had responsibilities. But what I also did was I made a list of all 63 Mm -hmm. of the clients that I managed there because the way I looked at it was the opportunity was not only was I out of a job, but they were now out of a service provider. So I started calling all 63 of those clients. (laughs) And what I said was, Hey, it's Myosia. I know the office was closed and I feel terrible about that, but do you have any projects that you need help on? Mm -hmm. And all 63 said no. So the second lesson that I learned throughout all of this is that I do not let no be the final answer for me. That's right. My response was, okay, fine. Do you mind if I give you a call next month? Some of them said yes. Some of them said no. But what I did was I took those yeses and I gave them a call the next month. And I literally did this every single month from February. I did it in March. I did it in April. And I continued to do it every month. And the list kept getting smaller and smaller. Do you have, hey, it's Myosia. Do you have any projects? No. Do you mind if I give you a call next month? Again, some would say yes, some would say no. And I continued this practice, Anne, until November of 1998. Wow. So, I had been making my phone calls for, you know, nine months and, and something just hit me. Nine months is the the amount of time that you station period. Okay. 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 Oh Oh, my goodness. And this is about to be good. This is about to be good. (laughs) I had been making my calls for the past nine months and it was Friday the 13th. I'll never forget it. It was Friday the 13th in November. And I took my break from my job. I was working at a law firm. I was working the help desk and I absolutely hated my job, but it was a means to an end. So I started making my phone calls. By this time, my list had dwindled to 16. Mm -hmm. So I'm making my 16 phone calls with my, you know, speech my little script that I had developed over these past several months. Hey, it's Myosia. Some of them I had grown to know over the months because we talked every month. But I remember making my calls and I got to the seventh one. And seven. We know, we know how important <laughs> seven is, right? We know how important seven is. I get to my seventh one and I remember vividly saying, Hey, Naomi, it's my Oshia. It's my monthly call. You know, I'm all bubbly and cheery. Hey, it's my monthly call. Do you have any projects that you need any help on? 
And I remember her saying, as a matter of fact, and on those five words, on those five words, I started my business. Mm. I literally, I, I don't even remember the rest of our conversation. I did not finish the calls on my list, <laughs> but I remember, I remember going to my supervisor, telling them I was getting ready to take my lunch break. I went downtown. I paid $10 to get a business license. We call them the DBAs. Yep. So I paid $10 to get my DBA and I literally started my business that day on five words. As a matter of fact, I went back to my job. I actually gave them my notice. I quit that day. Oh my goodness. That's bold. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you know, and it was, it was such a leap. It was such a leap of faith. It was such a leap of faith, but mm. I took it. I took it. And I was at my new client's office Monday, the 16th. And the rest is history. And like, it's literally been this phenomenal journey with me and Jesus, we've just been on this journey, but it's, it's been an amazing 22 year journey. And here I am today. (laughs) 22 years. And to think that it started with what I see in you as a corpreneur are these attributes of persistence, determination, resilience, openness, And making those calls again and again, I have a story that I've given in one of my episodes of rolling into a typewriter over 100 resumes to get my first job. There's a humility that I can feel and see in you that that is mirrored. And, you know, but who do you say you are? What are the attributes that when, when asked have really kind of got you from point A to point B? Well, I will, I'll sort of piggyback on what you said, because I do, I have a, I really have this spirit of persistence mm-hmm. and it's one that's been in me even before I, before I knew that it was what it was, right? I, I just feel like everything that I've been dealing with in my life and continue to deal with to some degree every challenge, every hurdle, every yeah. roadblock, you know, all of that, you know, I, I've had a God that loved me before I even loved him. Mm. Right. Be- before I knew to love him, he loved me. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why I am unapologetic today about the love that I have for God, because truly he loved me when I didn't even know mm-hmm. him. But that's that's the key for me. Now, I'll tell you, God has blessed me with the spirit of persistence. I, I will grind, I will grind, I will grind. Mm-hmm. I will hustle. Mm-hmm. I will do whatever it takes to achieve whatever I have set in front of me. Yep. And that's, that's what it is. It's the love that I have for the people around me that continue to encourage me and uplift me and intercede for me and all of that stuff. It's the love that they have for me and that I have for them. It's the passion that I have for what I do. I love technology. Mm-hmm. It, I am analytical in nature, which makes me perfect for this role that I'm in and the people that I'm able to cultivate in my business. 
but that's what that's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me going even when I'm knocked down and knocked back and overlooked yes. and rejected yes. and all of that. It's what keeps me going because I don't see failure as an option. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say though, I embrace every failure and I'm throwing my air quotes in the air. Mm-hmm. I embrace every failure that has come along because it's helped me mm-hmm. to get to where I am now. But but ultimate failure as the final answer is not an option for me. Right. It's not an option. And as you're talking, I'm just kind of feeling that all things work together for good, right? And we can go through these ups and downs, but when you know that the trajectory is basically up, then the downs don't matter as much. Yeah. And is that what keeps you centered and grounded long-term? Like, do you have a daily practice that you tap into? Oh, oh yes, definitely. And I'll tell you, the reason I'm able to continue day in and day out is and and I hope you don't mind, but John sixteen thirty three says, mm. "Listen, in this world, you are mm-hmm. going to face difficulties. Mm-hmm. So it's a promise. You you are. It's not you might. It's not you may. <laughs> you it's will. You, you are. <laughs> you will. So so if we already know that, then rather than living on the front part of that comma, what comes after the comma is but." I have overcome, take heart, I have overcome the world. So if I know that I serve a God who's already overcome the world, who's already told me that I am going to face these challenges, right? Right. So I, I already know. Now, do I run to them? No, but I am not completely shattered when I come in contact with the challenge. And that's what keeps me grounded. My daily prayer and meditation. Yeah my sense of pray without ceasing attitude. Yes. So so throughout the day, you know, I find myself, you know, praying without ceasing, right? And that's what keeps me, you know, going. It it allows me to have amazing days. It allows me to party with my friends. It allows me to love my family. It allows me to raise up an amazing staff. It allows me to do everything in between. Right. Because I know that it's going to be okay. Whatever it is, it's going to be okay. So that's what helps me to keep going. That's amazing. It's it's kind of like we have this insurance policy and a cheat sheet all yes. in one, just yes. in that one scripture that you shared, because it's like, you know, it's going to happen. You know, a mess is going to come. You've seen the type of framework that I that I teach. And there's always going to be crisis. There's always going to be interruption. There's always going to be the naysayers in your life. There's always going to be the Debbie Downers and the pull you downers and the people that want to thwart your idea. There's always going to be people that come against maybe people or things or situations or circumstances like a broken refrigerator. You know, the things that just are time wasters, time suckers, stealers that take these things from our life and, and just want to just deflate the balloons that we have that are just floating in the air. But you are able to be resilient enough through your faith that allows you to be that buoyant friend of mine, that no matter when I come to you, you come with a solution. In fact, you know, just in case anybody doesn't know, we're, we will have the link below, but she's the CEO of And Tech 
solutions, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like solutions is your, is your middle name kind of thing. And I love that about you because it's like, you can see the problem, you're creating the solution, but there's a bridge in the middle. There's, there's kind of a a dark tunnel sometimes that we go through. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that dark tunnel personally for yourself? For me, it is literally getting in my closet. So I have this space at home and mm. <laughs> I have this, this space at home and, and I strategically and intentionally in every home that, you know, I've, I've lived in as an adult, I create a space and I am very intentional about the space. And right now it is a closet under my stairs that I specifically enlarged while we were building the house. It was in my plans because I called the room a prayer closet. Oh, so, I love it. you know, it, it appears as a closet, but I'll tell you, Anne, when you open the door mm. and, and you enter, it's, it's an ushering in oh. of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in mm. this place, right? And it is from the paint on the walls, which is a majestic purple, mm. to the decor in the closet, the crosses on the wall, the books on the shelf, mm. the hints of light, the fact that the space is just long enough for me to lay prostrate. Mm. It's my space. And I literally go into that space. If I am on a difficult conference call during the day when I'm working here at home, which is where I'm working most of the time now, of course, we all we all are. But that's my space. And I try to get to my space as much as possible. And if I cannot get to that physical space, you know, it's it's physical in nature here, but I know how to get there in my mind, whether I need to go into the last stall in the ladies' room, whether I need to go into the empty huddle office at the end of the corridor, Mm -hmm. whether I have to go on aisle 19, which is the last aisle in Costco, wherever I need to get, I need to find my space so that I can three, two, one, right? I, I find that space for me to mentally do that behind the wheel of my car. Anytime I need that space, I know how to take myself back there. And it's amazing because I only have to get there for a small amount of time. And whatever, whatever it is, no matter how big it is, we probably can't solve it immediately, but it puts me in a posture to be able to deal with it better. Right, right. It's a major change of mind. It's a major change of state. And every successful, truly successful business owner that I know taps in and goes in and goes within and says, no, I'm not going to look at the outside circumstances of the world. I'm not going to listen to the voices. I'm not going to watch the news. I will be aware and I'm awake and I get it, but I choose a better way of thinking about this now. And that is so incredibly important because in a time like this in 2020, you know, how do you do business development now? So for me, for a very similar type of business, we both work with individuals, small business owners, but we also both work with Fortune 500 companies. And we have both of that where 
in the Fortune 500 company for me, all the business development meetings all got canceled this year. So, so they're all gone. We actually have to do something like you did back in the day. We have to pick up the phone and call people and see if they're waiting, you know, for your call and, and get that as a matter of fact. So how are you doing business development now? Because it seems like you're in a time where you're on fire. Is it the corporate side that's doing well or is it the other side that's doing well? What's going on? So it's it's actually both, quite honest. However, awesome. I will tell you, I will tell you that there there has been a slowdown on the corporate side, right? Mm-hmm. And initially, I think you know people are just afraid. They they are uncertain. They are not sure what's around the corner. And I think now, by it being you know middle of the year, it was Q two, and you know, and all of that. So a lot of the projects that we had slated for Q3 and even Q4 of this year are on hold. However, we had a couple of projects that we were already engaged in that were slated to end at the end of Q2 that we just got renewals for. So it will sort of bridge the gap for those that are in a halted state right now. So that's on the Mm -hmm. corporate side. I'm also before I leave the corporate side, I'm also still very diligent about reaching out and and making those personal touches. So whether that's intentionally throwing a Zoom meeting on somebody's calendar and hopefully their admin or their EA or whoever will, will, will allow me, yes. So, but really just, you know, just talking to people, like I'm literally reaching out to those clients whom I've had contact with before and I just need them to see and hear, you know, this this bubbly personality and to, you know, to help them realize that, yeah, I know we, we're in uncertain times and all of that, but but we are where we are. And, you know, you you still have deliverables, you still have stuff that you need to get done. And we are here to help you with that. We are here to help provide solutions for you in that area. So maybe even from just a planting the seed perspective, I need them to hear the comfort, if you will, of my voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's there. On the small business side, you know, I, I think it's the same thing. I think that entrepreneurs and small businesses just need to know one, that they are not alone. Mm -hmm. They need to hear that I'm not just telling you something that I've read in a book. I've been there and done that. Yep. So let's let's be intentional about how we get you from here to there, wherever there is. Mm-hmm. And to just let them know that, listen, we can do this. There is a solution. So let's figure out what that is and then let's implement it. So just really trying to approach all situations from a spirit of calm, right? Because there's enough angst Mm. and enough anxiety and enough of that out there. So if I can at all come and say, listen, we don't have all the answers. None of us do. And I need you to run away from the ones that say they do, but none of us have the answers, but let's intentionally and strategically put our heads together and come up with some solutions and we can do that together. Right. That's so good. And and I feel very much similar in, in what's going on right now. I definitely echo what's going on in big business and pharma and biotech. 
that, you know, if budgets are going to be cut, people don't want, even if they are the budget holder, they want, they would rather the budget be cut than, than their job be cut. And we know this year, 2020 has left millions of people without jobs. It's left people scared, hurt, broken, confused. And there's some brilliant women or leaders or men or whoever out there right now that might be listening because our listeners on the Pharmacy Podcast Network are healthcare professionals, right? Many of them might be right in your space, the type of clients that you go after. So before I go into my last question, tell us a little bit about Antech Solutions and the type of big clients that you work with, because you never know that there might be a listener that's a match right now. So tell us a little bit about that. We will also give your link in the bottom in the show notes. Awesome. I would love to. So from a corporate perspective, Antec Solutions is an IT consulting company. We do provide, as Ann mentioned, solutions for health plans. We, you know, we serve all industries, but we have a special core competency and a special niche around health plans. And we've developed this in the space of medical management systems. Mm -hmm. So we are experts in some of the leading medical management systems out there that help from a case management, disease management, and utilization management perspective. So we help health plans and MCOs and TPAs or anybody who's in the managed care space, we help them implement systems that will help them manage the care, population identification, and all of that of their members. So all of the disease-specific assessments we develop, we create all of the algorithms and Mm -hmm. all that's needed to really be able to determine risk scores and risk factors from a CMS perspective. We help clients with their HEDIS measures and anything that is compliance and regulatory in nature, we help them implement solutions from a technical perspective that would help them meet all of those compliance and regulatory requirements. Fantastic. Fantastic. There's one last question and that is, You said, yes, I can. And you said, never again. You said, never again am I going to be put in this position where my job or my livelihood or my income is dependent on someone else, a company, a big company, a small company, doesn't matter. So many people. As the chair of the board of directors for the South Florida YMCA in my area, I saw 1,300 people be given their notice at a moment's time in like on Wednesday, by the way, your last day is Friday and we don't know how long the furlough will continue in the middle of COVID until we open and people were left reeling and some have said, yes, I'll stay and I'll go back to business as usual. And others have figured out how to be an entrepreneur online. I saw Zumba instructors saying, join me And now donate here, right? Join me on Saturday. I'm going to do a live. I mean, immediately businesses sprung up. This is a time where people, if they decide to kind of take the baton or the idea that they have and run with it, this is a time that so many leaders and so many businesses can be born out of adversity and out of those right times for those right ideas to just manifest. Maybe someone thought about it for a month. So, what would you say to women? or men, or anybody listening to say, okay, you might be hurt, but if you have this idea, 
If I could do it, you could do it. What would your final words of encouragement be? I would say, take the step. Just, just take it. Just take it. Take the step and know that if you take that first step, you're going to have, you know, that encouragement to keep on, right? We'll never know if we stay still. If we sit there, we will never know. And the worst thing you can say is what if. So mm-hmm. just know that to your point, in you know, no matter what is going on in our country, no matter what unrest exists, no matter what leadership exists, no matter what pandemic exists, we live in a country where you can make a living for yourself and your family mm-hmm. by doing anything. And the world of social media is our playground right yeah. now. So just don't sit on it. Take the first step. And then when you start stepping, don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. Just keep just keep going. Don't sit down. Take the first step. Will you get knocked back? Of course you will. Mm-hmm. But take the step. Do not stop stepping. And that's what I would say. There are so many resources out there. You're a resource and I am a resource. There are people out there that will encourage you along this journey and to help you figure it all out. Another thing, don't wait until you have it all figured <laughs> out. It's okay. Be gentle with yourself. Take the step. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Yep. That's so true. I remember the like a recent contract. This is about two, three years ago, flying up to um, Cambridge, Boston area, and being there because they said, Hey, come on up, show us what you got. Right. And you create the slide deck with whatever you have at the time, within the time period you have. I didn't even have time when I was in this rebranding process. The website was coming out. I had just left another big long-term position and I didn't even have business cards. I printed business cards out like on paper. <laughs> and, and this is just a few years ago when, when you know me, I'm so polished. I love the branding. I love everything. But sometimes there's no time. And sometimes the idea has to go. You do not have to wait. So Myoshia's advice here is super solid. And it is like literally you take that first step And then there's enough light for the next step. And then there's enough light and a new idea for the next step. And then you think about it and then you mull it over and then you might get confused. And then, oh, the idea goes back again. The new light bulb comes on. You wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I better have a journal by my bed because that's when it starts to come out or when you're in the shower or when you least expect it and you're taking a walk or at the keyboard doing something else. Those ideas, they have value. And value is attracted to dollars and dollars are attracted to speed. It just happens that way. So don't sit on it. Walk. Couldn't be any better advice to end the show on. And thank you, Myoshia, for your time today. I see you as if you're holding, I mentioned the word balloons before. It's, it's like I see you holding this big bunch of balloons and it's just propelling you up and up and up and up. And that's where I continue to want to see you go, my friend. So thank you, my sister in entrepreneurship, my sister in faith. You're amazing. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Anne. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. 
If you are ready to make your move to entrepreneurial freedom and success, success. then take action now. Head over to my website, anarvizu.com, and get our most requested free download. Your 10-step corporate to freedom checklist is a transformational self-assessment tool that will help you visualize and create a life and business you truly deserve. Until next time, stay centered, open, resilient, and energized. energized.